0: On today's episode, Noah and I dive into the Baseball Hall of Fame, and we discuss everything going on with Kurt Schilling, the steroid people, and if the Baseball Hall of Fame is too hard, and everything that goes into that. We also jump into the Bradley Beal situation in Washington, and what team we think he could end up on, and we also discuss the difference between offense and defense in the NBA, and what's more important in today's era. Before we get started, we want to let you know that the Bonafide Scrubs podcast is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Okay, so Noah and I live on the East Coast, and that can make it harder for us to watch some of our favorite out-of-market teams. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. He's a Seattle Seahawks fan. Now we can watch any team, regardless of market, with no restrictions thanks to ExpressVPN.
1: ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts your data and allows you to change location, tricking sites into thinking you're located somewhere else. You can use ExpressVPN to stream all sports,
0: NFL, NBA, MLB, you name it vPN works on all devices from smartphones tablets computers and even smart TVs it's incredibly easy to use just fire up the app choose a location and hit connect to save money and watch all the games you want just visit expressvpn.com
1: scrubs again extra three months free
0: that's expressvpn.com scrubs to get three months free thanks again to expressvpN for sponsoring the show you know, yeah, you know what time it is this man was a bona fide scrub!
1: Indeed, the Bonafide Scrubs podcast, episode 63, no Levine, we'll swanky as usual. And today is Friday, January 29th. Well, we got a lot to talk about. The Baseball Hall of Fame concluded their voting process. It's the hardest Hall of Fame to get into, I'd say. I mean, the NBA Hall of Fame, we, we, we had an episode way earlier when the show was in its beginnings and we made fun of the Basketball Hall of Fame, how it's too easy to get into, we may see people like Derrick Rose get in or people that are un- certainly undeserving, but the Baseball Hall of Fame, not that at all. You need 75% of the vote. And if we look at this list, nobody got it in. The first time, I think it was since 2013 or something. It's been a while. It's been about seven years since or eight years since nobody has gotten into the Hall of Fame. So Kurt Schilling, 71% of the vote. He was the highest. You need 75%. Keep that in mind. Bond 61%, Clemens 61.6%, and then a bunch of they were pretty good players, like in this pool, players like Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones. But the main topic is the steroid people at the top will. They did not get in. And next year is Bond's final season on the ballot. So will he ever get in? Should baseball writers respect steroids at all? They're not respecting, they haven't respected it at all, but could they put Bonds in as the final year or Roger Clemens, these great players that be- that impacted baseball history immensely.
0: Yeah. And I think in terms of the people that haven't gotten into the hall of fame and we'll get into Kurt Schilling and his career and his, you know, the reasons for him not getting in in a second, but I think the, the writers have the most case for the steroid people not getting in because of the way they've impacted the game and the way that they're, they sort of violated the game by, Introducing these foreign things to help them improve and get better. Uh, I think most people would look at somebody like a Barry Bonds and say he certainly has the resume to get in, even without you know the years that he was doing PEDs that we know of. Uh, but then again, you know it just comes down to you already you did this thing. Do you deserve to get in based on doing that thing? And I'll get into why uh, you know the Baseball Hall of Fame is allowed to to have that sort of opinion uh, in a second. But in terms of just my opinion on the Baseball Hall of Fame. I've always respected it. I like it. I like the fact that yeah. it is very competitive to get into 75% of the vote. It's the only Hall of Fame with sort of a voting percentage threshold. Uh, yeah, we I mean, we dedicated a whole episode to fixing the Basketball Hall of Fame and redoing it because we think it is just too easy and there should be sort of like a higher tier for you know some of the greater players of all time. And when you look at the Baseball Hall of Fame, they're so strict and you go in there and you look at who actually has the honor of being a baseball hall of famer and truly is some of the best players in the history of the sport. So I've always liked that. It's been interesting to see some more, I guess you could say experienced baseball people, people with you know bigger shows say that they don't like it and that they think that the fact that nobody has gotten into the hall of fame is like a disgrace. Michael Kay was raging a couple of days ago. He said that he hates the fact that nobody got in this year because it just makes well. the sport look bad. And I don't know. These I pe- don't know if I agree with that. These people aren't th- good enough.
1: Some of these people aren't good enough.
0: Yeah, I think the, the threshold and the fact that some of these people, you know, Kurt Schilling, really the only one who got a- anywhere close, 71%. No, I mean, these people are getting 50%. Like they're Like not getting close enough. And I thought that it kind of just shows the, that the honor of the Baseball Hall of Fame requires you to be the best of the best. I, I didn't think it was bad for the sport. I mean, certainly when people make the Hall of Fame, it's the baseball goes into the news for good reasons. And this year, I mean, they're in the news for bad reasons at, at this point in time. So I guess there's that aspect of it, but I think it's good that it has such a high standard because a based on being a hall of famer should be a top honor and there should be a difficult criteria to get in. So I like the fact that it's been so difficult up until this point uh, in terms of whether I think Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should get in, I don't think they should get in because Wow. The way I, I think if you're looking at all the people like maybe Pete Rose is another one to bring up, even Kurt Schilling, I think those people, even though some of the baseball writers might not want them in or, or have respect for anything that they've done, I think they certainly have a better case for getting in than than somebody who did PEDs because PEDs it's clearly just it changes the way the game is played. It changes the way your game was played. And I don't think you should get in because of that. I just don't.
1: Yeah, I think they should get in. But I mean, it's going to be Bonds' as last year on the ballot next year. And then you're canceled. You get 10 tries. You get 10 years and you're canceled. I think that's a, a good system. Do you think 75% is too high or too low of a vote? I feel like it would be higher if it would be a Hall of Fame. But 75 I guess that seems about right.
0: 75 seems right to me yeah i don't think it should be i definitely shouldn't be higher that would be too hard
1: yeah that's true have you been to cooperstown have you been to the baseball hall of fame no person? the only baseball hall of fame i have been to,
0: or not not the only baseball but the only hall of fame <laughs> i've been to is the basketball hall of fame that's it oh
1: so you haven't even experienced cooperstown i know baseball I fame go. it's I'm... bigger and better than baseball i've been the basketball hockey in toronto in the six which is a great city Hockey Hall of Fame is better than the basketball hall of fame too. Basketball, I think objectively, sports fans will tell you basketball is the worst Hall of Fame. And I, I've really? not been to the football one uh, in Cannes, Ohio. I heard that's that, that's also pretty hard to get into, I think. It's it's just basketball is easy. Baseball, a lot of that this is why I also don't want the games to be changed well in like the season uh like for them to have less than 162 games. So you cause baseball keeps the history of the sport. All these stats and stuff—that's what I like about it. And baseballs—it looks like they'll keep it up. But yeah, I think I, I think Bonds—I mean, Schilling—we uh, could talk about Schilling first. How he didn't get in seventy-one percent. No, I, I, mean, I had... want to
0: hear. I want to hear why you think that that those steroid people should okay. get in first.
1: Okay. Well, if we're going to talk about Bonds for a minute, I, I mean, he was great before steroids. It, it just helped him hit more home runs. I know that's like a, a big part of baseball. He has the most home runs. He still isn't a, a historic player. Uh, if you look at his career, well, he he won three MVPs before he started taking steroids on the giants. If I pull up his stats, he has the most walks of all time. He won. Do you know, he won four MVPs in a row after he started taking steroids. I don't even know if that's been done by him. It was four <laughs> MVPs in a row. Like imagine LeBron winning four MVPs in a row. So he did yeah. that, but pre-roids, he was three MVPs and five gold gloves if you think about it his career it, it's parallel to kobe bryant in a way like obviously kobe didn't do steroids but you know number 8 number 24 number 8 had three rings and what like 17000 points and 24 had two rings and like what 17000 points or something again it's sort of like the h24 thing like skinny bonds fat bonds he was great <laughs> when he was he was he stole bases too I mean, honestly, I don't even know why he took st- – I guess he really wanted to hit more home runs that badly. He had 73 in that one season. Because, like, if he just kept doing what he was doing on the Pirates, he would have been a Hall of Famer, no doubt, probably. He would have had way more steals, too. But he just decided to juice up and hit all those home runs.
0: Yeah, the thing for me – I mean, you keep bringing up pre-steroid and post-steroid. It's just we – I think I don't think there's any way for us to actually know if there was like a pre-steroid bonds? because I mean he his he his he physically looked different, but that doesn't well, mean that he wasn't on anything before. I know,
1: but I'm, I'm pretty sure like he was tested like on the giants and stuff and they found he was
0: using steroids. I don't know. Before this era, like the testing and everything wasn't as prevalent. I don't this, think he's created I, that.
1: Yeah, I know. I think I think it's confirmed he didn't do steroids though when he was in the Pirates. I think I feel like that's been confirmed okay. by somebody but Roger well, Clemens has been
0: confirmed. I guess it's more of a case to let him in.
1: Yeah, Roger Clemens, uh, I mean, he did steroids later in his career. How do steroids even affect a pitcher? Does it just make you throw harder? That's what I was wondering with Roger Clemens because he yeah, was a great I mean, player.
0: Probably, you could probably pitch longer. I mean, I'm sure it has a lot. To I mean, yeah, it.
1: yeah, he uh, he has a ridiculous career when I was looking at it. He's 354 wins, a three ERA career. He's third all time in strikeouts. He has seven Cy Youngs. That is that is insane. Seven, just like Bonds has seven MVPs. Clemens has seven Cy Youngs. He won his last Cy Young at age 41. That's pretty crazy. That's like Brady winning MVP. But uh, Clemens was juiced up when he was doing it, I assume. And he was 20. He was on the Yankees. Will, uh, if you didn't know, he was on the Yankees for those two worlds. Ninety nine, two thousand teams.
0: Yeah, missed that era. Didn't get yeah. to watch any of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and in, in two thousand one, his age thirty eight season, he started twenty and one. The for, that's like the highest uh, win loss to start right. a season. He finished twenty and three and won the Cy Young that year. He won two pitching triple crowns, which I believe is lead the league in ERA, strikeouts and inning, or it's I think it's strikeouts ERA innings. If it's not innings, it's wins. It's it's one of those things, but that's impressive. He also won MVP. And when I was digging into his career, well, guess what team he was drafted by? Um, in
0: 1984, um, would it be the Mets? Is that
1: yeah? The Mets drafted him in the 12th round, but he did not go. He didn't (laughs) sign with them. He went to Texas uh, University for baseball. Then he was a first round pick from the Red Sox. Cheers after that. I mean, the Mets got the revenge. He was on that 86 Red Sox team. He won MVP that year, and they lost to the Mets in the World Series. Back to Schilling. Well, what do you think about Schilling? I mean, he has a lot of issues uh, besides not getting into the Hall of Fame, as we've seen.
0: Yeah, I just want to outline the situation for a second. There's an article I'm going to draw here from the Washington Post. It's written by Barry... Servluga like, uh, I don't like Barry your last name starts with four consonants like I don't really know what to do with that but S V R L U G A so shout out to Barry his article he talks about sort of the hall of fame system and why it is the way it is and he talks about uh the reasons why Schilling hasn't really I mean he got 71% of the vote he got close but uh he obviously didn't get in so basically everything to do with Kurt Schilling uh in this article it says he promoted transphobic thoughts on social media. He was promoting white supremacy or or he endorsed a candidate who endorsed white supremacy uh, on January 6th of this year. He tweeted oh, no. in support for the Capitol insurrection. So not a How do you is,
1: is he the <laughs> only person who supported <laughs> that?
0: How? How is that possible? Know. Oh, God. Know. Okay. But, so that stuff, uh, that's all in L. So uh, obviously... You know, not a great person, but should being a bad person keep you out of a Hall of Fame that you're talented enough in? Well, according to the Baseball Hall of Fame and the way the writers vote, it says that the voting shall be based upon the player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, and contributions to the teams in which the player played. Bingo. No character. The the important words there are, are integrity, sportsmanship, and character. Obviously, integrity and sportsmanship is keeping the steroid people away from getting in, and the character is keeping Kurt Schilling away from getting in. So, and to, yeah, I, I want to reiterate again: he got seventy-one percent of the vote, so it's not He's like He's close. It's not like that many people were like, "Nah, let's just keep this he guy out." He might get him next I mean, year. I, yeah, he has more chances. I just think that, based on, I mean, especially this year. I mean, the crazy stuff that's been going on recently, and him tweeting in support for January sixth, like. Maybe this year's not the year to put him in. I, no, I think no. Maybe, that might be. maybe next year. Especially if he has more, more chances at it, he could certainly come back in. But, yeah, no. what do you think about that? The fact that the, they say the voting, you have to take into consideration the player's character and integrity and all that, and it's not just solely based on their ability and their numbers.
1: Well, for me, I think it should just be based on what you are as a player. I mean... A lot of these athletes, they're not great people. I mean, T.O. He was left out of the Hall of Fame for a while in the NFL because of his character. Well, I mean, he's the top five receiver all the time easily, and he just didn't get it. He finally got it. It took him a while because of his character. I mean, I just think uh, obviously Schilling did what he said was really bad, but uh, I'm I'm surprised. Actually, I didn't realize uh, character was a big part of it. I, I just think it should be based on their playing career, honestly, because what they do as a person. Doesn't matter to me as much unless you're like a murderer, obviously, or something like that. And Schilling's, <laughs> Schilling's not that. Uh, he said some very disgusting comments, as we as we talked about. But I don't, I don't, I think he should still get in. I just, just let them, just let everyone in this year. Just let Bonds in and these guys. Why not? I mean, Schilling. It's not like he did steroids. If you think that's a bigger issue than character, I mean, I would, I would think. Would you think steroids is a bigger issue than character?
0: When, that's it come, warm, when it comes to baseball and just the sport i think so i mean yeah so i don't want to sound like either of us are endorsing anything that kurt Schilling supports but no i i agree with you i think that based on just your ability and as long as you're not impacting the game or impacting your your numbers or anything like that yeah i do think you should get in just based on your ability to play baseball and i'm sure there are Uh, there are some bad people in the baseball hall of fame. I mean, baseball has been around for a long time and there, there was literally segregation in the sport. Uh, I'm sure some of those people and some of those great players who were in support of that are in the hall of fame. So yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I think there's a case to be made that you should just get in based on your ability to play the game. As long as whatever you've done didn't impact your ability to play the game. And yeah, he has more chances. Maybe next year's the year. Uh, but it's interesting a lot of people i i think a lot of other people don't like that the fact that they take into consideration the character and yeah, all that it's kind of object it. it's kind of subjective you know yeah th- these are these are just writers it's not like you're going through and assessing all the numbers and just putting it into a computer i, I mean baseball is kind of headed in that direction with everything else so maybe they should uh you know take that in, in, into consideration when voting for the hall of fame but yeah it, it kind of just leads things up to interpretation if you just put those vague words like like integrity and everything people have different definitions of that so i don't know if that's yeah. really the right way to go about it
1: Pete rose he won't ever be in the hall of fame because what he gambled on himself that's even dumber i think than the steroids like i do they too. should let, should should let p rose in he's in the most hits of all time it's not like he's is his integrity really that ruined i mean he it's not like he gambled on other teams or whatever. He gambled on himself. I mean, athletes gamble. I mean, Michael Jordan, we saw him gamble at a casino all night in the last stance and then have a poisoned pizza in his hotel room. He didn't get banned for life. He gambled a lot. Charles Barkley has lost millions of dollars gambling throughout his career, and they're still in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't get it with Pete Rose. He should definitely be in. He's a historic
0: player. They're gambling on, on card games. Pete Rose placed bets on the games that he participated in, which is a little bit different. Yeah, but that's different. That's different. In favor of himself, he wasn't throwing games to win money. That's the I, if it was like that, then I get it. But he was but yeah. He was the White on Sox to perform it's not well. Like,
1: yeah, the White Sox like the they threw the World Series. Like it's not like Pete Rose was throwing games. He was just betting yeah. on himself because he's that good. Uh, so. Yeah, he sh- he should definitely be, in. but I guess he's just banned for life, so I guess we'll never see good old Pete in the Hall of Fame. And I was like, Schilling sh- was he was a great pitcher. I mean, we didn't really get to watch that era, but I was surprised when I looked up, he has no Cy Young awards actually. Only a six-time really? All-Star, three-time World Series champion with the Red Sox twice and the Diamondbacks. He was on the Diamondbacks when they beat the Yankees and he was on the 04 Red Sox that broke the curse." The bloody sock game. I think everyone knows about that game. How he pitched in what yeah. was that game seven or six seven? I think with a bloody sock, he won a World Series MVP. Yeah, he he had a good career. He had two hundred sixteen wins. I was surprised. Oh, uh, guess where? Guess what state he was born in? It's a really random state. Uh, I don't know, like Wyoming. <laughs> no, he was he was he's from Alaska. <laughs> oh, but uh. Uh, it, despite having him having no Cy Youngs, he was second in Cy Young votings, second in the voting from in his ages 34, 35, and 37 season. So kind of like Clemens, he was he got better as he got older, which is kind of suspect. Uh, maybe Schilling <laughs> flew under the radar doing drugs or something. But I have a question to ask you, Wells, as a Yankees fan. Will A-Rod get into the Hall of Fame if you don't want Bonds in? Arod's eligible next year on the ballot. Same with Big Papi. So, Ortiz is a better shot getting in. He probably will get in, but will Arod have a chance to get in? What do you think?
0: Yeah, well, it's Bonds' last hurrah next year. So, if they let him in in some last-second attempt, uh, I mean, that's going to change everything. But in terms of the precedent that they've set so far, yeah, there's no way that Arod's going to get in, and that's fine by me. I mean. If you want to keep the star people away, then then do it. Uh, it doesn't, uh, I mean, A-Rod helped the team win World Series. So I, I guess I'm in support of that, but it doesn't really matter to me if he gets into the Hall of Fame or not.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Bonds, he got 62% of the vote, or 61.8, technically. He'll, he, he's got to get 14 more percent. He's got to climb a little bit to get there. But, I mean, he, I mean, I don't think, but even if he gets in, I don't think most people will consider him the best baseball player of all time. I don't think anyone really does, right? Like, I think Hank Aaron, the great Hank Aaron, who unfortunately passed away last week, that's who I think is the best baseball player of all time. I mean, he yeah, did everything legit, I don't think and he broke Babe Ruth's record. I don't Babe think Ruth's anybody record. can
0: consider a, a PD's player the best player of all time. I, I think it's probably Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron. You know, those are the type of people that are, that are sort of on the Mount Rushmore. Lou Gehrig, like, I mean, that's, that's what I yeah. think of. Yeah,
1: Nolan Ryan, he's the best pitcher ever. Clemens is during strikeouts, but he's behind John Randy Johnson and Nolan Ricky Ryan, are in the are in the Hall of Fame, yeah.
0: All right, well, you can let us know what you think about the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm sure there'll be some posts about it on our Instagram right now, at uh, the Bonafide Scrubs.
1: Yeah, we should put up a poll. Should Bonds get in, we should put up a poll. Should, should several yeah. people get in,
0: all right, so go vote for that poll. It'll be up right now. Let's move on, Noah, to some NBA news. The biggest news in the NBA right now: Bradley Beal, not an all, not a former All Star uh, last season, despite averaging over thirty points per game. Uh, he is frustrated with the Washington Wizards. He was in a press conference yesterday. A reporter asked him if Beal's indeed frustrated. And he responded with, is the sky blue? So definitely, uh, duh, if you're the reporter asking that to Beal. Yeah. I guess he's just trying to get some confirmation uh, <laughs> that he's mad. But this is the 10th straight game in which Beal, he, he when, when he scores over 40, that the team has lost. So it, that's bad. Uh, this, is, this was sort of open to debate yesterday between you and I about how important scoring is in the NBA versus defense. Scoring is very important. Like, I was like, defense is always going to matter more. The Knicks are relevant not... at 500 because their defense has been transformed from last year. The only reason why they can compete at all is because they're holding teams to 95 points, 90 points, and they barely even score You know, 110 half the time, and they can still win. But teams like the Brooklyn Nets, who are, you know, they put up 120 points every game, or the Wizards, who have a 50-point score every other day, like Bradley Beal, you know, the Wizards are freaking at the, the bottom of the bottom of the teams, and okay. the Nets are hovering around 500 with with a God team. So, clearly, I mean, the evidence is right in front of you in one season that scoring does not impact the game more than defense. And the the, the most boring, annoying cliche of all time is defense wins championships, but it actually is true. I mean, the defense—you can always win games and scrap games out with defense. Okay, well, I agree that defense wins championships. That
1: I remember, like last year or even this year, people were like, "Oh, defense doesn't even matter in the NFL if you have a good offense." Well, yeah, you guess what? Defense doesn't matter in the playoffs. P- whoever whoever forces whoever forces more turnovers can win the game on defense. But I still think scoring is more important in the NBA. This isn't the nineties. It's a boomer take. I the scoring will always matter more in the NBA. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, so let's talk about right. the Wizards situation for a second. I mean, okay, yeah, Beale scores forty and they lose. I mean, it's not necessarily on him. I mean, if you look at their roster roster, like is Isaac Bonga good at anything? Are these players good at anything that he's playing <laughs> with? And that's why they're really losing. Good at anything. I don't think they're good at anything. I mean, what a horrible prediction by us. We said the Wizards were guaranteed gonna be like the eighth seed or the ninth seed, the play-in tournament. They have three wins. They can't guard a parked
0: car. <laughs> they exactly. they can't stop exactly. They can't guard anyone. and They don't win
1: exactly. Their players are bad. They don't. Their players don't even score that much. It's just Bradley Beal and then a bunch of randoms getting ten points. Okay, you need good you just need good players in general to win a championship. I just think scoring matters a little more. I, the Nets, I mean, yeah, we make fun of them. They don't play defense, but did the Death Star play any defense and they blew up planets?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what that's the dumbest analogy I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> okay, so you can't be a bad defensive
0: team to win yeah, a championship. I guess what? Guess what? The Death Star what? had the worst defense ever, like the the Freaking whatever those things were called, they just went down the trench and, and went into a hole and blew it up. It was like the, they had terrible defense and they lost.
1: Yeah, they did typically lose in, in this in the final movie and the fourth movie. But yeah,
0: they lost twice. They built it okay, twice so you, and okay, lost. Okay, I'm
1: saying I'm, I'm not saying defense doesn't matter at all. It matters. It's definitely <laughs> made the it's definitely it's made the Knicks like competitive. But then again, that bleacher report article, maybe the Knicks are getting lucky on three-point attempts. Maybe t- Tibbs is just magical <laughs> and they miss shots. Because the Knicks Let's be honest, they'd be even better if they could score a little more. If you stop if if it's if you stop your opponent like every time, but you also can't score, like what's what's the point then? Like you gotta you gotta hit shots at the end of the day. You can't be a bad defensive team to win a championship. The Lakers were great at defense last year. That's why they won. But they they scored points when they needed to. They have LeBron and AD, one of the best duos. I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna I really want a gifted score. With the game on the line, I think scoring is more important than the fourth quarter. Well, defense, okay, you need to be able to get stops, but you still got to hit shots. I mean, the Warriors in game seven, it was tied for a few minutes, and then Kyrie came down and hit a shot. You need to have good offense and scores to win. It's just the Wizards just don't have a good roster around them. Maybe if he was on the Knicks, they'd be a much better team. I would I would think so, but because the Knicks need scoring, and
0: Beal needs anything around him that's competent, I well listen. He, here's the thing. Everybody, everybody who plays in, in the NBA can make a wide open shot. That's the thing. I mean, these players can. Alfred the best Payne basketball players in the world, if they can go down the lane and make a wide open layup, they're going to do it every single time. But what stops them from being able to just hit easy open shots is teams playing defense on them. Not everybody can hit a contested three when somebody who's six seven is is closing out on them. So when you have better defense, it neutralizes the offense that these teams are putting up though. The wizards, they have players that can make open mid range jump shots, but they never get open and they never are able to hit a contested shot because they're terrible and they can't they find an opening. They, they don't have good ball movement. They, they just are trash. So these defenses, they can just easily defend them and they are not able to score. So that's why. Yeah. You need to play harder. a little
1: defense. You need to play a little defense or, or solid defense for stretches you don't have to play defense in the first half that much in the NBA to win games. We see the Knicks, they they are amazing in the first half. But they crumble in the second half because they can't score. It's not like their defense changes that much. Just you're, The other team's eventually going to hit shots. That's just wasn't what it comes down to. With the Warriors, with how insane they were with Curry, Clay, and KD, yeah, I mean, they were all pretty good defenders. But do they really need to play great defense to win that championship well? They played the Cavs with LeBron and Clarkson. They could just hit every shot and score 130 to win. I mean, it's not guaranteed the Nets will win, but they're going to score 130 most nights and just outscore the other team because they're more talented. It may not lead to the championship, but they're still a really good team. And they'll, they will most likely will be in the finals if they play a little bit of defense. So why do you think they made the trade for Harden? They just want more firepower to beat anybody. And that's what they're just going to try to do.
0: Yeah, and that that hasn't necessarily been working. Well, they're on a, I mean, they're,
1: they're on like what a four game win streak now. They've been winning recently after those Cavs abysmal losses.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll see how they they get along in the playoffs when you basically have no choice but to defend.
1: Yeah, like scoring, I think it matters 55 percent of 55 percent of the games just scoring in nowadays. I mean, think about it. why do you think every team wants a player on the court that can hit a three? Because scoring's important. Offense is really important. You gotta have spacing why do you think people uh take their defensive players off the court in the fourth quarter a lot of times to hit because they need to hit shots people want all five people to be able to score and hit shots it's a scoring league so yeah I just I think that scoring matters a little bit more it always will you need talented scores on your team
0: all right well I'm looking at the pa- the list of the past well, I guess it's the past like 20 NBA champions okay Starting with, it doesn't have the Lakers, because I guess it's a little bit old, but starting in 2019 with the Raptors. Okay, the Raptors had the fifth best defensive rating that season. Okay, so they were top five. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. 2018, the Warriors were 11th, so they were just outside the top 10. So I guess that's, they had the third best offensive ranking, so you could say that they were a little bit more of an offensive team. The 2017 Warriors, number two in defensive rating. So they, all the way inside the top top five at top two. 2016 Cavs, the 10th best defensive rating. So they were top 10. 2015 Warriors, number one in the league, defensive ra- defensive rank. 2014 Spurs, fourth. 2013 Heat, ninth. 2012 Heat, fourth. So these teams consistently are ranking within the top 10 and in a lot of cases in the top five in defensive ranking. And they're winning the championship off of that. So I think clearly, I mean, you could see 2015 Warriors number one, 2017 Warriors number two, the Raptors were fifth, uh, the Lakers, I I think uh, they were definitely within the top five last year, if I remember. So the evidence, like clearly, I mean, the only outlier is really the 2018 Warriors 11th, uh, you know, the 2016 Cavs 10th. I mean, you could say two out of the last six or seven champions have ranked outside the top 10 in defensive ranking. So I, I think that evidence shows that these teams that are winning the title basically rank within the top five every time.
1: Yeah, those are great points. But I just think, well, defense probably matters for a lot of the game, like the, definitely in the second half. But you need to be able to score in stretches. I mean, the 2018 Rockets, they played great defense in the Warriors. Let's be honest. They were a really good defensive team. Now you're just like the Warriors – and they lost game seven because they couldn't hit shots. They missed 27 shots in a row. That's a that's like a meme. If they hit some of those shots, they probably end up winning that game and going to the finals. You got to be able to hit shots when it matters. That's why I just think I, like, I'd rather have a great score on the floor than a great defender, I think.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think so too. I'd rather have Kevin Durant and Tony Allen. I, I don't think we can argue yeah. that. But when it comes to – if you'd rather have – But, yeah, you the need all five players
1: to buy in on defense –
0: the reason why these people exist, like the reason why Tony Allen exists is because he plays defense. You're not going to just see some guy who's only capable of offense and just like an abysmal defender, be able to play in the NBA. Those people just don't make it unless yeah, you're well, you can't be the worst defender. all the time. I'm not saying defense.
1: Player. I never said defense doesn't matter. I just think scoring matters a little bit more 55, 45. Cause if you could just hit five threes in a row, like the Warriors do or any team, you just blow the game open easily. I mean, we saw the Knicks. I mean, Rivers against the Jazz the first time, not the last time. They just lost, but he just blew. I mean, it was a close game. Rivers blew the game open with threes. I mean, did the Knicks really need to play amazing defense to win that fourth quarter? I mean, maybe, but probably not because yeah, well, Rivers how just about hit every shot. How about this past game against
0: the Jazz? How about this past just, game? Rivers had twenty-five hit in the first the, half, and they blew the lead and lost because the Knicks they, they couldn't, couldn't hit a shot them. in the
1: third quarter. Brooks was like one for ten. Quickly, it was like one for eight. They just couldn't hit shots. In the flow of the game, you got to hit shots all game. You can't go in slumps. That's just what it comes... To if You're going to get blown out if you just don't hit shots. It's simple.
0: All right, well, let's go back to Beal. That sparked this whole discussion. They've given up... I mean, look at these past games. They, they lose all the time. They gave up 124 to the Pelicans, who've been awful this year. They gave up 107 to the Rockets, 121 to the Spurs. They scored 128 against the Suns and won. A lot the game before that, they gave up 128 to the Heat. Gave up 116 to Boston, 141 to the Sixers. They beat the Nets by one, 123 to 122. Um, So, I I mean, they're giving up 130 points a game. You're never going to win. Yeah, when you do that, that. you won't won't win. Exactly. Unless you're the Nets, apparently. He hates his team. He wants out of there. Uh, He hasn't officially requested a trade, but I think the Wizards certainly should look to trading him because he has a player option this season and at the end of the year, he's out probably. So they got to get something for him uh, if they want to not just lose him for nothing. And Noah, I think the team that probably would have been best suited to trade for him and, and most likely to actually want to add to their talent pool already made a move and really can't do anything about it. And that would be... The Brooklyn Nets, I think the Brooklyn Nets, if they had waited a little bit longer and Kyrie wasn't being such an idiot and then crying about having bad teammates, I think if they waited, maybe until now, they could have saved some of the good players on their roster. Maybe they keep a Jared Allen or a Torian Prince. They could have saved some picks. Maybe they only go five picks or six picks instead of eight, like they did for James Harden. And they get a player that can play off the ball, better than a James Harden or Kyrie Irving. You know, one of those guys I agree has to have the ball in his hands all the time. So when you get Bradley Beal, you know, Kyrie can still be the point guard. Bradley Beal can score 25 points a game, 23 points a game, hitting threes and just being a threat on offense. And then obviously you have Kevin Durant. So I think that a Nets big three, as great as it is with James Harden and Kyrie and Durant, this, uh, you know, the amount of talent we've never seen. I think Bradley Beal may have fit the Nets a little bit better than James Harden. I think they would have been able to keep uh, they would have been able to save a little bit of their future and keep some of the better players on their roster. And it could have been more dangerous. I mean, when you have a a starting lineup, they could have been Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant. uh, I don't know who their power forward is, honestly, but they could have had Jared Allen as their center, maybe Prince off the bench with Joe Harris, like I mean, th- that team could have been could have been better than it is right I now. I mean, honestly, they didn't even opinion.
1: need Harden. I thought they would have won the championship or been in the finals without Harden. I said Kyrie and Durant, like mm. I predicted, Nets in the finals even without Harden. Now I, I don't I don't know if I feel as good because they lost all these other great role players and they lost the rim protector and Allen. Yeah, the Nets. What team do you think could make a good offer to Beale? I mean, I, the Heat come the Heat come to my mind. But they didn't even want to trade Hero for James Harden, right? It wasn't that a rumor. <laughs> so if you don't want to trade yeah. for James Harden, Hero for James Harden, what the hell are you gonna trade Hero for? I, I would like to see him on the head like Beal and Jimmy and Bam. I mean, they made the finals without Beal. They could maybe challenge Brooklyn if they get Beale. I don't I don't know. They they have Bam who's really good and can destroy DeAndre if we've seen the last couple of games. The Nuggets come to mind. But I don't know what they would give up. I mean you got to keep Jamal Murray. If you're going to trade for Beal. you got to have a big three there. Maybe they get rid of Porter, but I don't know if they have the assets to do that anymore. They lost Jeremy Grant. Who's, uh, who's playing out of his mind. Apparently he's averaging 25 for the Pistons. And yeah. What other teams do you think could actually make a move for Beal? Where would he go? Cause he's like, there's no point in a crappy team trading for him.
0: Yeah. I saw a YouTube videos on trending. Uh, let me bring it up here. And that is, it has a million views in one day, uh, Wow. ESPN uploaded it. Stephen A. wants the Clippers to trade. What would they trade,
1: though? I mean, that'd be kind of
0: insane. I didn't watch the video. I don't know what he proposed. But just looking at their roster.
1: I don't know who you give up. I don't
0: know. I mean, they're going to have to. They don't have any picks anymore, really. Yeah, they they give them all for PG.
1: Yeah. Uh, They could trade maybe Luke Kennard. I don't know. I don't know. They don't really have any (laughs) stuff to (laughs) give up. Like Lou Kennard and a bunch of other picks or players, but I don't the Wizards wouldn't accept that.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean it would have to be just a scam deal. They'd have to trade probably like Marcus Morris, maybe Reggie Jackson, and like whatever picks they have left. I don't I mean, I'm sure they do have picks because you can't trade consecutive years. Uh so they probably have some things in between those PG seasons, but I don't know if they just have enough uh, assets to give up. And you're going to be trading for Clippers picks. I mean, if you're not trading for 2026, 2027, which I think are already gone, uh, you're going to be trading for like the 25th pick in the draft every year. And you're not going to want that uh, if you're giving away Beal. I mean, maybe they don't care. Maybe they realize that he's going to be gone next season, whether they like it or not, and they can get anything. But I don't know if the Clippers have enough. Uh, but if they do pull that off, I mean, come on, that's going to be, That'd be pretty nuts. They would certainly be able to contend with the Lakers. I mean, they already are with the team that they have. Uh, they're tied for the w- number one seed. So Clippers Revenge tour. P- PG Kawhi and Bradley Beal. That's that's a pretty that might that could give the Nets big three uh that might be better than the Nets big money. three. That might work
1: better because Kawhi and PG are great defenders, and Kyrie and Harden don't play a lick of defense. And Kawhi <laughs> so Kawhi would guard Durant. PG could guard Harden and beyond on Kyrie could just do whatever. They both stink at defense. That is like whatever. But Kawhi and yeah. KD could give him problems. Yeah, that could work. Uh, I wish the Knicks could get him. I don't know what. We, maybe we could give up both Mavs picks or a pick, or maybe our own pick this year and a Mavs pick. And like I don't know what would they want? Frank Ntilikina, maybe Mitchell Robinson. Uh, I, I mean I don't I don't think anyone's untouchable in the Knicks maybe except for RJ Barrett. Yeah, I really want the two. To too.
0: I think Bill and Bear would be a uh, very fun team to watch. Bill, Barrett, and Randall, Randall is like a fun big three. Yeah, yeah, that would change the Knicks a lot. I mean, the Knicks—they've scored ninety points in a lot of their games. Having adding a thirty-point score, a guy you can go to in the fourth yes, quarter. Yes, because uh, we need know,
1: scoring. A... Scoring is important. We need him <laughs> to hit shots in the fourth quarter. We have nobody that can do that.
0: Yeah, but imagine combining that with Tibbs' magic defense, it'd be it would be perfect.
1: Yeah, I know we would we would be uh, the fifth seed maybe. Boston, okay, Boston's interesting. They I do have some picks, I believe. Uh, I don't know if they have the Memphis pick this year or next year, but if they met, somehow find a way, maybe get rid of Kemba or somebody. They, if they make a big deal of Tatum, Jalen, and Brandon Beal, I mean that's that's really good too. I think Boston would have to make that deal if they want to compete with the Nets.
0: Yeah, if the Wizards can trade John Wall for Russell Westbrook, I think the the Celtics yeah. can pull off Kemba Walker and a pick for Bradley Beal.
1: The Sixers, I mean, they couldn't make trade make the move for Harden. I don't think they would be in the market for Beal. Uh, Indiana, Indi- Indiana, be an interesting destination. They don't have they could they don't have Oladipo anymore. I don't know what they would trade. Maybe Levert. And some picks. Are you allowed I to don't... trade
0: Levert? He's on the IR and he just got traded. Yeah. For, well, so not not like
1: like not right at this moment. Maybe at the deadline. But uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna take my victory lap. I I think we we forgot completely forgot about this with the Harden deal. I said he was gonna be traded before the trade deadline. He was gonna be not on the Rockets. And here we are, like a month in the se- month and a half in the season. He's not on the Rockets, and I said,
0: good for you. They won't
1: make the playoffs, so I'm gonna take my win on that. And I well, thought he was gonna go to Philly. I'll yet. take. I'll take my L because I thought he was going to Philly the whole time and that didn't happen. But uh yeah, I don't see uh, maybe the Raptors, but I don't think they want to get rid of their, their core they have there.
0: Yeah, Bradley Beal goes on the move, you know, depending on where he's end up, that I could that could really shake up the league a little bit. I mean, if he ends up on the Clippers, I saw the Pelicans up...
1: are interested in him, I think.
0: That'd be That'd weird. Be... I mean they they have the assets for it, but
1: they don't play any defense either.
0: That's the big three they get. They get Zion, who's there for a while. They just signed Ingram, and now you bring in Beal. I mean, that's you that's, trade Lonzo that, a pick again. That's Lutzel scoring maybe. and no defense, though.
1: Yeah, the Grizzlies would be an interesting uh, destination. John Beal, that'd be a fun team with Valanciunas. But I don't, they don't really have anything to give away. That's the problem there. The Knicks could be a good option. They the Knicks should uh should call the Wizards. And see what happens because Leon they want to trade for a star. We've we've known that they wanted they want CP three or Westbrook, they didn't get him. Maybe you can give Beale. I mean, it won't co- what it cost that much because it's an expiring deal for Beale, There's he's a player option next year. Maybe he doesn't want to be in the Wizards. I mean, this is essentially the best time to trade for him if you're a team that wants him. It's not like he has yeah, four I mean, deals like Harden.
0: Make, like the with the Clippers and contending teams, you know, you want him to win the title, but for the Knicks. I mean, look—they're just a team that's slowly getting better. They could just wait till next season and sign him. So I think that might be a better idea. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. I don't think many teams are. I mean, teams are going to call, but I don't. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. If we, the, it's 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 in a tough position. In the league because everyone just em, all the good teams emptied their assets this off season or during the season. The Nets emptied eight first round picks. The Bucs can't get Beal. They emptied five firsts for Drew. So uh, I don't know. Maybe they should have waited for Bradley Beal to be on the market. <laughs> and I, but and the Clippers emptied their assets for PG in previous years. Yeah, I don't like nobody really has anything to give up on a, for a one-year rental for Beal, I don't think. But you never know. Things can change fast. Wizards could get desperate.
0: All right, bottom line here. Do we think he's gonna get traded or do we think he just waits till next year?
1: Uh, I'm going to say he does get traded, but I don't know where because the Wizards have to trade him because if, he, if it's a player option, he's he's not going to resign if he hates it there. So you have to get something for him at last minute, the deadline, someone's going to give up like nothing for him and get him. I think that's what's going to happen here. What do you think? Yeah, that
0: does seem like the most logical thing to happen, but I
1: don't know what team though. I have no idea. Maybe he'll go to Denver for Michael Porter could happen. That might be the Wizards best bet.
0: Yeah, Maybe.
1: Michael Porter and few first, few unprotected firsts. I probably accept that if I was the Wizards, you got to get something from him. And Porter's a good young player. Yeah, I mean Jamal Murray, Beale, and Jokic. I called the Nuggets bad last episode. I I, have, I might have to reconsider them being a contender if they get Beal. All
0: right. Well, that's gonna do it for episode sixty-three, the Gene Upshaw episode, as we talked about in the last yeah. episode. Um I I thank forgot you about for that. To this point in the show. Leave a rating or review on Apple. You can subscribe to the pod wherever you listen on any platform. So please do that. Also, follow us on Instagram at The Bonafide Scrubs and on Twitter at Bonafide Scrubs. That's going to do it for us. We will see you on Tuesday next week.
1: Friday Night Knicks tonight against the Cavs. Peace.